Though I will say I did yelp when he stabbed her hand. I was not emotionally prepared for that. Right? Right? <laughs> I was like, oh. Uh, oh, thanks. this is serious. <laughs> yeah. And like stabbing in the hand, you know how you don't like people crawling on the walls? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like people getting stabbed in the hand. I'm like, I can't. I can't do that. I have a phobia of that. <laughs> Welcome to the Art of Costume Blogcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm Spencer the Great. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, Spencer. Huzzah! Huzzah! We, I feel like we should just get into this, because The Great Season 2 is even crazier than The Great Season 1. <laughs> yeah, some of you might be wondering, hey, what happened to Season 1? Well, luckily for you... We did our Patreon episode this month all about the great season one. So if you really want to dive into those costumes, head over to our Patreon. We have a great episode there. Today's all about season two. Yes, today's all about season two. If you haven't seen season two, get Hulu. It's kind of cheap with ads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, the Hulu ads are so loud. Have you noticed this? They are. This is okay. This is a problem I have not just with Hulu, but like with YouTube and other like platforms that have commercials. I'm like, I can barely hear the show. Why? And then I'm like startled. I'm like, I'm almost scared to death on a regular basis when I watch these platforms because it's like the commercials are so loud. Full disclosure, I had to watch both seasons of The Great in preparation for our recordings this week. So that's that's 20 episodes. So that includes some time in bed. And I, like you, do not have the best hearing. So I have my volume at like a solid 100 in bed and still you could sometimes barely make out like what Catherine's saying or everyone's whispering. I have subtitles on suddenly Hulu is blasting this IMVU commercial <laughs> at like one in the morning that like shakes my entire apartment building <laughs> literally shakes my entire nervous system. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm just like, it, like, If I have some sort of medical emergency while watching Hulu, (laughs) Hulu should be blamed because the loudness of their commercials probably triggered it. That being said, Hulu, we still are looking for sponsors, so feel free to hit us up. But yeah, just we need to talk about the volume of your commercials. That's all. (laughs) There needs to be an adjustment in that area. Maybe like when a commercial start, the volume automatically adjusts, you know, like, like the brightness on your phone. Yes. Yes. We need that for audio. (laughs) Well, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you're wearing comfortable headphones and enjoying our volume. I don't think we're very loud. I don't think we are. I hope we're not. Yeah. Elizabeth and I are too calm, collected, soothing. Yeah. Soothing. Soothing, soothing voices. Better like a nice yet. cup of tea. Yes. <laughs> just on, on your ride to work. Just at a comfortable level as you glide down the highway. <laughs> oh, 
that being said, let's get into the great season two. It is an occasionally true story, everybody. And being the history nerd that I am, I have to stress how loosely based on history this really is. And if you want to know the real story of Catherine the Great... Uh, There is the wonderful YouTube channel, History Tea Time with Lindsay Holiday. She does a great two-part series on Catherine the Great. PBS Masterpiece also has a mini-series on Catherine the Great. And if you have young ones and you want to teach them about strong female leaders throughout history, Mm. the Royal Diaries has a, a historical fiction book called Catherine the Great Journey. Oh, for I Catherine love this. The Great. So if you want to know the real story or educate your young ones, here are your resources. <laughs> I believe I thought I read that season two. They changed it to like like a completely barely true story or something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Or that's the goal for season yeah. three. I don't know. No, it was definitely season two. Like after <laughs> her husband died within like, I think, weeks of her like taking over. Oh. <laughs> he he died in prison <laughs> right quotes, quotes. <laughs> uh, all right well i'll bring us in with a summary uh this is a summary for the great season two four months after she launched a coup against her husband Catherine gains the upper hand in her war against peter and her reign as empress begins but with the crown comes a variety of obstacles including grief pregnancy crocodiles, macaroons, and even a visit from Catherine's mother. And that is season two. That is season two. If you don't want spoilers, stop. Turn around. Go to Hulu. Don't forget to lower the volume during commercials. We're going behind the wardrobe. We have series creator Tony McNamara and costume designer Sharon Long. Spencer, what the hell are you doing? I wig on your desk i knew you had a wig on your desk oh (laughs) my gosh spencer do you like it (laughs) i love it oh my gosh this guy he was like showing me something yesterday and i'm like oh spencer you have a wig on your desk and he's like no i don't no i don't no i don't i'm like oh i clearly saw it i don't know why you're denying it but okay it was so stupid i was trying to show you something else i was like oh crap she saw the wig all i could do is just deny I was like, this is very strange, but I guess it's his business. <laughs> I see is... you've been inspired by Peter. Yeah, I've just really I've just really become such a period person over <laughs> all of our past episodes. The Gilded Age. And we're talking about doing Bridgerton. Uh, you know, the great, all these different <laughs> period things we've done. I'm just diving into this world. I am Spencer the Great. You know, this is my world. I got the wig, I got the tea, I'm ready. I love it. I love it. Um, I was going to send one to you, but I thought that would have needed some explaining. Plus, I just didn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's fine. There's always Bridgerton. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we have costume designer Sharon Long, whose notable work is the Harry Styles music video, Kiwi. 
Ooh. Oh, Chloe will be excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon talked to Cosmopolitan quite a bit about uh, coming on to the great, she said. And she said, I have to say, they're not the most exciting dresses. She, Catherine the Great, tended towards very loose clothing. There are some actual garments left and they wouldn't inspire you at all. Her wedding dress and her coronation dresses are the two that would take your breath away. I found it better to read about her than to look at those pieces of clothing because you would never think they belonged to a queen. She tried very hard not to overawe people so that she was very approachable. She never wore the same dress twice. If it made an impact once, it would never make the same impact again. So she was like, season two, new costume designer. She's like, okay, let's figure out who Catherine the Great was. And then was kind of like, oh, mm, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Let's reel this back. And she really took inspiration from who Catherine the woman was and then clearly kicked it up up like a million notches. Yes. <laughs> um, she also talks about how her season one look impacted her designs for the second season. Uh, Sharon said, season one's costume designer, Emma Fryer, designed for Catherine as a very young woman. So she had quite youthful fresh colors like pale blue yellow mauve it seemed appropriate to keep her in the same colorways i couldn't see the character of Catherine, who's german and very practical suddenly going into dark colors l looks fantastic in pastels and you always want your leading lady to look her best towards the end of season two That's when I started breaking into other colors. I purposely left the red until the end. So she was like, you know what? Emma Fryer, she had it down. (laughs) Well, just color plays such a huge role in this show. It really is like almost a part of the characters. It really is. And it's a lot of, you know, with this series, I kind of get that feeling from... um, Bram Stoker's Dracula where it's like the costumes are the sets yes because it's like yes the sets on this are fantastic but you're constantly looking at the clothes like it's oh, yeah. always the clothes for sure especially since 90% of the show both season one and season two take place inside the same palace it like rarely leaves and when it does it goes to like the woods or that same like dumpy battleground where they're just feeding people macaroons it, so. yeah it's like they're either at the palace or trying to fight and or end a war. Um, But with that, we're going to take a little breaky break before jumping into our first episode. Huzzah! Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast. Just wanted to let you know that if you'd like to support the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash theartofcostume. There we post unheard bloopers, 
highlights, and bonus episodes just for our patrons. Make sure to check out the description for all of our links. And thank you for all of your support. Elizabeth, huzzah. Huzzah. We are in episode one, Heads It's Me. After months of fighting in the palace, a pregnant Catherine finally wins the Russian throne from Peter when he finally agrees to abdicate. (laughs) These first couple scenes were wild. The kids with the head... I was like, oh my gosh, like this is insanity, (laughs) insanity. I love it. And it's just hilarious to me that this entire war like took place like within the palace grounds. That's insane to Mm -hmm. me. Is that historically accurate? Uh, Not really, because I if I remember correctly, he had he was kind of warned that she might do something like this. But the, the real Peter, he was extremely arrogant and like hated her just didn't think she could actually do it so he was at some other palace because he was gonna have a party Mm. (laughs) and she like she basically like cooed the government and everything and then went after him nice um but right away i mean this show has so many costumes it's like yes it's almost intimidating the episode we're about to do with the amount of costumes <laughs> everyone looks great like it's so funny that like all the nobles around peter are still like living a luxe life and it shows in their costumes while like Catherine's forces are looking a little bit more beaten down because they're very yeah. serious about this campaign they are like even like the the children it's like they're still dressed like you can tell their clothes used to be really nice but they're like so dirty yeah and like they're playing with uh the head as a a football instead of you know fighting raccoons (laughs) (laughs) which the the raccoon looks so savage to poor guy right i was like those poor animals um one part especially of this first episode that I thought was hilarious was Peter's doubles. Oh yeah. So and how, funny. Like each one, like they're clearly dressing him up in just like his wardrobe. And it's like, except for the one that's also played by uh, Nicholas Holt, like none of them actually look like him. They just like with his clothes on, they kind of a little bit look like him. Yeah, they have that like Peter style, but they're not actually Peter, except the one that is played by Nicholas Holt, which like always catches me off guard. I'm like, is that actually him? I don't I know. know. He like they make him look like so gross and with just like that, like that terrible British accent. He just accent. changes his voice a little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, He does not sound like himself. But yeah, we still see Catherine in like this very pale blue. I like how she's still, it's very like a, still very fancy, but it's like a little like militant almost. Um, One cool thing about Catherine the Great, when she like, when it was like, okay, time for the coup, she changed into a a Russian military uniform and was like, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That's dope. (laughs) 
And then Peter the whole time, he's just like laid back in his like comfy furs. Yeah. He's still like in party mode. He's listening to shots by Lil John. Right. And he's just kind of waiting for all this to blow over. He really is, especially then, even like when they run away, he's got that like great like brocade with like fur trimmed coat and his like gold lame pants. And I'm like, dude, you do not understand what's going on, do you? <laughs> it's very serious. <laughs> Uh, the first episode is so funny. It's so funny. And I, I just love how the rest of the season, he's like, if I hadn't gotten so hungry, she would have lost. And it's <laughs> like, dude, That's that was not your problem. <laughs> so relatable, though. I'm like, yeah, sometimes my hunger gets to better me. I love when Peter like is like trying to test the situation and he sends one of his doubles outside to see like what would happen. And it's hot instantly, and Catherine's just like shaking her head, like, "Don't!" Like, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. Oh, uh, but even funnier, we have the return of Aunt Elizabeth. Oh, so good! I loved her even more in season two. We talked about this in our Patreon episode. Yeah, how I think our Elizabeth and Aunt Elizabeth are kind of the same person, but she becomes a little bit more wild and a little bit more i don't know what it is about her but season two she just becomes greater i i agree i think it's because like Catherine does keep her as such a close advisor like she feels a little freer to just like kind of do what she wants because it's like the whole reason she's supporting Catherine is because she knows Catherine is like progressive and like an actually like sensible ruler and it's like She's like, I love my nephew, but if he's got to go, he's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> my nephew's kind of a piece of shit. So, yeah, Aunt Elizabeth looked stunning all the time. Her fits are just so interesting. We talked about this on Patreon, but yes. like sometimes they're very like masculine, feminine, feminine and non-binary wearing some pants one day or wearing like a very exquisite gown the next. Yes. Funky patterns. She's just... She's your cool aunt, Elizabeth. She definitely is. And I, I felt like this season, they like upped the Dior inspiration a little bit, especially yeah. with her. Um, one standout costume from this is when she chases Peter on horseback in her nightgown. <laughs> and just that gigantic yellow uh, robe. I was like, you look so good, girl. Like, you are just... <laughs> chasing after and getting him yeah and she's pregnant through this whole ordeal yes to top it off though when he finally agrees to abdicate she wears this amazing silver blue fur trimmed coat that Oof. i was like "Ooh, ooh, you you are making yourself out the angel of this situation yeah, that, that dress slays a little too hard. Uh, it's, yeah. It's so nice. To, I mean, the fabric is just so beautiful. It's a museum piece right away. Most of Catherine's wardrobe pieces are, like, museum-worthy. Yeah. Even though she's handed the head of her lover, which, honestly, I have to say, it didn't really bother me that much, honestly. <laughs> Poor Leo. Did it bother you that she was handed Leo's head? It was her reaction was sad and heartbreaking, but I don't miss Leo. Is that weird? I mean, true. I kind of shift the chaotic <laughs> relationship between Catherine and Peter. Uh, I personally don't, 
But um, <laughs> you didn't... knowing the real Catherine the Great, <laughs> don't <laughs> ship them. But I never read her in textbooks. Ship them. Uh, okay, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> um, but then we're quickly brought to episode two, where Catherine's really starting her reign. Episode two, dickhead. <laughs> On the day of her coronation, Catherine finds that ruling the nation as she wishes will not be easy. And Peter begins to realize how diminished his place in court is. Oh, man, it's a rough transition. I mean, I, I had a feeling it would, but it's it's pretty rough. It is rough. And I love how she's just keeping this like this like silver blue color palette. Mm-hmm. She's just like, yes, I I am going to be the the empress of Russia. This yeah, is I, who I am. I love all of her caped looks because she just kind of like glides through the palace, glides through the forest mm-hmm. when she has her little hood moments. You also have to remember that it's like probably freezing cold outside, even though they don't really do that grave a job to tell you what the weather's like. You could just tell because yeah. their costumes are always super heavy. I feel like they keep it in this like ambiguous like fall time. Right. Like the entire like, time. Yeah. <laughs> um but one thing I really love about this episode is the opening scene where the maids are cleaning the floor and they're wearing like very traditional costume. I was like this was beautiful and so well coordinated. Yeah, very beautiful. And like even like the fabrics have like a very Russian inspiration to them. I could kind of see like the textiles. Uh, Very interesting. Very beautiful. The poor maids and servants really have a rough go in this season, though. Uh, The serfs do not fare well in this season. (laughs) No. (laughs) They do not. Uh, Who does fare well in this season? Mariel is back as a lady. Oh, my gosh. Her, like, one of her first dresses is so beautiful with, like, that red sash over it. Oh, my gosh. So stunning. The pink. Yeah. The shoes. She's back, and she's ready for vengeance. (laughs) She is ready for vengeance. She's like, I'm here. She's like, I made a mistake. I didn't support my girl when she needed it, but now I'm back, and I'm going to support my girl until the end. I supported my girl 85% of the time, which is better than some of you. (laughs) (laughs) Better than most of the ladies in the court. Um, (laughs) But Catherine has to deal with a lot of the men of the court who um, pretty much hate her. Yeah, they're all terrible to them. But they also bring what I love about them, even though I hate all of them. It's like you could tell that they really, the costume designer, Sharon, she really drew like a lot of inspirations from the different like regions of russia you could tell within the costumes you could tell that all these different nobles were all from like different parts which was really interesting yeah especially the one that gets murdered at the end i was just like stunned by like how tall his hat was yeah i was like (laughs) why but okay i like it i don't know a lot about traditional russian like clothing but i could i recognize these silhouettes which was very interesting yeah and it is it's also very interesting because like with the exception of like a few characters like this um this guy in the red on the top it's all very like french inspired with like a little bit of like traditional like mixed in there 
Yeah. So it's kind of like, hmm, like what, like what are you doing more of? Right. It's the the Russian thing really has to do with like the hat and the facial hair and then like the length of their their like tunic. That's yeah. Like that's where the Russian inspiration really like shows through. I agree. Um, the ladies they are as put together as ever but we also have we get to see the little girls of the court a lot more in this season (laughs) which is really great and they all like look beautiful but they also kind of like represent like their parents too a little bit um but it's nice to see some children around here that aren't evil right and (laughs) i love um we have the addition of the school teacher, Katya Velkra, who I love her because she's just like Kath, like the mirror of Catherine in Russia. Like it, it was almost alarming, like how kind and normal the school teacher was. Like you half expect everyone in this court to be either insane or mean or both. So the school teacher like really <laughs> caught me off guard and I still don't trust her. <laughs> Which I mean, but it makes sense though. Cause to like in a country like that at the time to receive and just at that time in general, as a woman to receive that kind of education to the level where you can then educate others, like you probably have to be very like pleasant and like, you know, give people what they want yeah. to get to get that for yourself. Yeah. Uh, but her costume is very beautiful. I love like the floral appliques to it. Mm-hmm. Um, very graceful. It, it, she is very graceful. She's always dressed to the nines, too, which I love. Um, talk about dressing to the nines. Everybody at Catherine's coronation. My favorite look was Aunt Elizabeth's. That Yes. Frilled, like, collar thing she has going on. Stunning. She's giving me, like, Queen Elizabeth vibes a little bit. Yes. I agree. I agree. She's stunning. Archie's, like, full priest mode. Yeah, he looks great. Peter even... I'm a Peter fan. Peter looks good, too, in his, like, traditional ceremonial emperor garb, which we never really saw him wear a lot in season one. (laughs) No, he didn't. He does look good. Uh, but who looks incredible is Catherine. Yes. Sharon Long talked to Pop Sugar about this. She said, the coronation costume is scripted. It's a traditional Russian seraphan that we started developing two months before Elle ever put it on. We reckon that in total, it took three people two weeks to complete it. It's quite complicated to make something that could look frumpy appear beautiful. The shape of it is a bit like a farthingale. And the members of our workroom shaped the skirt first. So we could try that on Elle as soon as possible and establish the shape over her pregnancy. The bump almost disappearing into this kind of cone shape. But it wasn't a maternity dress, which was great. Because I think that helped Elle feel beautiful. It, it, it was stunning. It's like this has such an impact. And I'm like, I, I, I like how they were like inspired by the Sarah fan. But it's definitely like its own thing. Yeah, it was just beautiful seeing her like glide across that room as usual. in like this really beautiful golden color. Like this, she needed this moment to really like cement herself as Empress and let everyone know that she's like the real deal, which I think she did with this costume 
Oh, man, it was so good. Absolutely. And like, I love because Mariel's like, you're going to wear that. Are you crazy? Like, that's so old fashioned. Uh, Sharon continued talking about the construction of it. She said, underneath the dress, there is this cage made of steel rings. So it's sort of buoyant. Then at the bottom of that, they applied a very stiff, fibrous crinoline so that the skirt didn't collapse in. On top of that, we had petticoats, full plus frilled hip pads to soften the overall look from underneath her rib cage. There were probably three days worth of applique work, which involved cutting off the golden embroidery and repurposing it onto the bodice layered with beadwork and lace. There's lots and lots of hand sewing involved. People, (laughs) I think people probably assume it's done by machine, but it can't be. Wow, I'm exhausted just reading this. That's so much work. Right? I I was like her pop sugar interview is incredible. Um, but she was even talking about like that lace overlay, which they were calling like an apron, is it's like encrusted with like pearls and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Wow. Like she wears it for five minutes in the show. <laughs> I know it's very, very short, but it's so beautiful. It's such an impact. But what I loved most of all was like the headpieces she was wearing. The headpiece was incredible. And Sharon talked about it. She said the headdress was one of the hardest parts due to COVID. There was the jeweler and then the technician who was making it. They met in a garden somewhere and I was unable to meet them because I was being tested. Oh, man. It ended up being quite a drawn out thing with Elle trying on all different paper shapes on her head. Us (laughs) taking pictures, drawing on them and sending them to the jeweler who'd then come back with something. Wow. I'm like, that sounds terrifying. Like to be like, let's put some paper on your head. Hope it comes out correctly. Yeah, this is a major gamble right here. (laughs) Like I would be terrified. Uh, But she talked about uh, trying it on L to pop sugar. She said, When she put it on, she went, oh, my God, it did look fantastic. The idea was that she walks into the throne room and she just looks spectacular, which is not what everybody expected. Sometimes Elle sent me images and sometimes I sent her images so we could make sure she felt fabulous in it. It didn't just need to be a costume. She had to inhabit it properly. It's like she does. She does. Whew, this costume it, it's incredible so beautiful one of our one of my favorite costumes we've talked about on this podcast i just love if if a costume needs several slides of notes for elizabeth to go through you know this costume is a real deal <laughs> you know it took time and effort and thoughts <laughs> it's just like oh my gosh that it's all hand sewn and applique and like 
the fact that that headpiece looks so spectacular it's like oh my gosh like someone give this woman an emmy just for this dress please seriously i wonder if she's eligible this emmy season right or was she eligible last I emmy season i think it's this one i think it's this one too because i feel like it didn't end all that long ago right i don't know uh, we'll figure it out later right if it is eligible, it's for sure getting nominated. That's just like without a doubt. Absolutely. Um, but this brings us on to season three, Alone at Last. As Catherine's reign begins in earnest, she finds herself needing to put Peter in his place on his favorite day of the year. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Georgina finds a way to get the life she can't have in Catherine's court. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is when... Uh, Catherine's pregnancy belly really starts to show through. Yes. And it starts altering her costumes. She can't wear everything she wanted to wear, but still, she still makes it look so fabulous all the time. She really does. Uh, and they talked about this in the Pop Sugar interview as well about the corset. She said it has openings on the side that laced so you can expand the corset as the tummy gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> but since the corset is rigid and the bump is silicone, it was moving from side to side. So we ended up putting the corset under the bump, which helped retain the proper lines of the dress <laughs> and kept her frame more closed which felt more on par with the period nice so they were like we tried it over it didn't work we just put it under the trials of a costume designer you're like how do we make this girl look pregnant and with the period exactly and trying to figure out what her maternity wear should look like in this period was actually difficult she said there's not a massive amount of reference you lose the 18th century shape, which is tiny waist with structure, and you get a raising belly that you have to accommodate while still making her look regal and light with a sense of purity and optimism. It's it's incredibly complicated. I can't even imagine. I'm just, I feel exhausted already. Like, Sharon, you, you killed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine... Uh, I do love in this episode, though, when she, whatever it is, she takes to stay up and she's just like in her corset and like. You mean cocaine? I'm pretty oh, the sure. Cocaine, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I could not remember what it was. She was wired and I was stressed out. I was like, girl, you need to take a nap. This is not good. Uh, right right she's just like no i need to fix everything and it's like you can do that later even when she was like we should free all the serfs i was like can we talk about this tomorrow <laughs> like i'm with you but i don't like the way you're going about this right yeah. now <laughs> yeah right she just has no chill uh neither does anybody else in this court though so. oh my gosh peter's besties are really having a tough time i mean my favorite part is when gregor is outside doing like charades for peter it's ridiculous it's nothing i'm like gregor what are you doing there's there's snow on the ground put on a coat finally for like the first time in 13 episodes, there's like snow happening outside. I'm like, it's finally time to wear the winter clothes. Right? I'm like, Tatiana and her husband, they're appropriately dressed when they're seeing off Gregor and Georgina. 
<laughs> Tatiana looks ridiculous and I love her. I love Tatiana. She's a horrible character. because She's yeah. just so stupid. <laughs> but she always looks fantastic and over the top. And I love this scene with like the fur and like the really golden. She's like, oh, my my dear friend, I'll take over as mistress. <laughs> Right. And now that I think about it, did she ever get her chance to be the mistress? I want to say no. Because I don't think she did. Because of Peter's love for Catherine. That's yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> uh, George looks beautiful in purple. She wears a lot of purple in this show. And she's just one of my favorite characters. But she really, like, I, I loved her more in season one. Season two, she really started to take a dive I'm yeah. glad that she was doing what was right for her, but then she came back and I was like, no, girl, this isn't for you. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> uh, one character I really identified with in this season was the doctor, though. <laughs> 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 I was just like, when he has that bowl of wine, I'm like, yes, sir. I'm sure you know what you're doing. He's a very questionable doctor. There's one scene where I think he gives pills to Catherine's mother and she's like, what are these? And he straight says, I don't know, <laughs> but they seem to work. And she's like, okay. And I was <laughs> like, um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely questionable, but also Catherine's like, well, this is the most reliable doctor I can find. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And he's dressed like a doctor though. Like even though his costume is it, it does it very too differently from all the men of the court. You could tell he is a little bit more sophisticated mm-hmm. and probably the only doctor available at this moment. Yes. Um, we also have this great lady of the court. I don't remember her name, but she wears this sick black outfit with like green and red floral embroidery. And I'm like, ooh, you look good. I know exactly who you're talking about. Couldn't tell you her name. Mm -mm. I think she's only in this one episode. And if you're in more episodes, I'm sorry, but... She's probably not listening. Yeah. (laughs) Also looking incredible and making moves. Aunt Elizabeth and Mariel standing by their girl looking fabulous. Um, Aunt Elizabeth being dragged away from Peter's room. Probably my favorite scene of the (laughs) show. Funny, but then also there's a scene in this episode where Aunt Elizabeth, Mariel, and Catherine are in the woods, and their costumes complement each other so yes. well. It's sickening. Like Mariel's wearing like this blue, very textured coat, which I love it. Catherine is wearing one of her big drapey. It, it's like has no shape whatsoever, which makes it so iconic. Mm-hmm. And then Aunt Elizabeth just looks like herself, just which is just stunning, always impeccable. Yes. One of my favorite costume scenes from the whole show. Yes. They they all look like real and beautiful. And they're like, we are here to support you and like be a united front right. against all these stupid men. Couldn't tell <laughs> you what was actually happening in this scene because I was very distracted by how amazing the costumes were. <laughs> she was missing Leo. Oh, Sorry, Catherine. It's okay. It's okay. What wasn't okay was Peter in this episode had a full-on meltdown. (laughs) Yeah, had a full meltdown and his like typical like jerky Peter costume too when he's like very undone. His shirt's all just wide open, but he always has to be wearing his necklaces though. That's very Peter. And then he always throws on like a crazy hat at the same time. 
I know he has this giant hat that like looks like a moose a moose hoof and I'm like what's going on here and then the floral robe yeah (laughs) I'm like you look insane what is happening Peter has a meltdown outfit (laughs) like this is like rich person meltdown outfit like right it's very different than mine (laughs) I just got a side view of your wig it looks it looks incredible (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a more detailed shot later okay okay (laughs) that was my one of my favorite looks of that episode but um He's not done having wild breakdown outfits. Uh, We are in episode four, The Devil's Lunch, as Catherine continues to try to win over the Ottoman ambassador and avoid war. Peter continues to undermine her and prepare for Paul's arrival. Right. The Ottoman ambassador. He was a cool guy. I actually loved his costumes. Very, very cool um the colors were awesome a lot it it was like very different compared to like the everyday people of the russian court he was wearing like lots of reds and oranges and yellows you could tell he comes from a different region absolutely much more like traditional like silhouettes um but i love how just the whole time like catherine is trying to convince him like yes a female leader is a good idea and he's just like but where's like, your husband? <laughs> it's like, is it though? Is it a good idea, Catherine? Like, that's the entire episode. It, it really is. But like, <laughs> I love the hunting scene when he finally is like, oh, you are an intelligent, capable leader. And she's wearing that fabulous blue hunting outfit. Oh, yeah. And that hat. That, that hat. hat. Oh, I, with the feathers ooh. just curling around. I'm like, you look incredible. You're right, Elizabeth. We got to bring hats back. You, you're, you're very right. We do have to bring hats back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with about you now. Bringing the 2000s back. Forget Y2K core. Let's bring back hats. I know. Ugh. Period costume only. Um. Speaking of period costumes. Oh, I love this scene. Something that was very unperiod was the baby shower. It's hilarious. I love it. I love the use of like the baby blues and the like very baby pinks too. It's it's very cute and very fun. But at the same time, like Peter is still incorporating his animal prints. He loves like a clash of animal prints. It makes him so happy and it makes me happy. He really does. And Sharon talked to Cosmopolitan about this. She said, because it's a baby shower and there weren't baby showers back then, we were at license to do whatever we like. We chose baby colors, sherbet colors, even though the traditionally Russian colors are red and green at the time. A lot of the silks were imported from Europe because the court was still trying to be French, which is much lighter and frothier and frillier it was just really it was just a really fun thing to do to make a lovely looking piece of television and they made a lovely looking piece of television from just like the painted clouds to everyone in these just like crazy like baby shower outfits i was like what where did you all get this on such short notice it's so hilarious that everyone essentially hates each other but they will for sure participate in a costume party like even if i plan on killing you next week you know i'll be up at the costume party we're gonna party it up and sleep with whoever 
and then I'll come murder you. (laughs) After the party. I would not be surprised. Like I said, I need to check on this. She might have already been nominated for an Emmy for this. I don't remember when the season came out. But if not, this for sure might be one of the episodes that would be like submitted to the Television Academy for costume design. Costume design and the hair the hairstylist deserves all the Emmys as well. Um, but I do love Velamentov and uh, Aunt Elizabeth at this party. <laughs> They're the only two, like, not in dress code. Velamentov never changes. No. If anything, he just washes his outfit for a nice occasion, which is very kind of him. Exactly. He, like, strips off parts of it, but, like, never is fully out of uniform. Another great look for Catherine, though, in this episode is the white blouse and blue skirt moment when Archie is trying to make amends with her. (laughs) It's hilarious. And I love Catherine's look because it's very like she goes back to like her teacher vibe. Sometimes Catherine really like settles into like this very kind middle school teacher that you feel comfortable with. And that's like what makes her like so presentable and approachable to the court, which I really appreciate. Exactly. Uh, we also get like a close up of Aunt Elizabeth in this scene. And I love it because you get to see all the different patterns and textures she really wears and how it's just like beautifully orchestrated to not clash. I know. It, it, it's it's expert work. <laughs> it is. Let's talk about episode five. Episode five is called Animal Instincts because this is one of my favorite episodes. It's hilarious. This is when it says, as Peter and Catherine begin to grow closer, the court is thrown into chaos by an escaped crocodile. I'm obsessed with this episode. It's genius. It is so brilliant. And it starts off with like Peter and his crew hunting. And then Catherine is like attending a like lecture by Voltaire And being like, look at all the lovely scientists I lured back to the court. And like, look at all this like great improvement. And nobody cares. (laughs) No one cares. There's a demon winged animal on the loose. There is. There is. Um, I love how Tatiana, now that George is gone, I feel like she's upped the crazy factor to like get his attention. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, this lime green hunting outfit is insane. Yeah, she looks like a full-on pirate right now, and I love it. <laughs> it is incredible. Also incredible, Mariel keeps coming out with her Dior-inspired outfits. This riding outfit was adorable. Oh, very beautiful. I love the colors of Mariel at all times. I also love Shaky. Shaky was so cute. Shaky was adorable. Until Lady Svetska killed her, which I was very upset about. Right, right. Uh, But before we get to that, we have the crocodile. (laughs) Hilarious. It's so good. I... Um, I was like, how did a crocodile get about the palace? It's insanity, and I loved every second of it. I just, (laughs) how did this happen? It was so crazy. And I love how, like, the first people to encounter it are, of. it's, of course, the girls' school. And I love how the 
schoolmistress is just like shoo shoo it's like it's a crocodile you can't shoo away in a crocodile i know it was like a dog or something is in the palace like there's just a crocodile walking around it's it's incredible can you imagine the writer's room when they wrote this they're like and then a crocodile was walking around right? the palace floor genius genius absolutely genius uh there is more genius looks to come though after our break Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast, here to let you know that if you wanted to support the show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy some awesome TeePublic merch with the Blogcast logo. We have shirts, sweaters, coffee mugs, stickers, and of course, a baby onesie. Thank you for all of your support. room and i had to fix my wig you had to fix your wig yeah these things are really itchy actually i'm like let's get this over with so i can rip this bad boy off oh i can only imagine (laughs) um as can the girls of her new school can only imagine the new world Catherine is trying to bring them in episode six a simple jape Catherine tries to show the girls of her school that she is creating change through a simple jape and some extreme action. <laughs> so beautiful. I love Catherine in yellow. She just like radiance positivity. She has that pregnancy glow. I mean, she always has a glow to her. And she just, once she appears to the students, she just, you could tell like, oh, that's our leader. She's very inspiring. And I think the costumes really serve that. Absolutely. Um What also the costumes are serving are um, the merchants that are being made into lords and ladies. (laughs) I was like, these people are insane. Like, what are they? I think they're like all on drugs. I love it. And I love like the merchant, like very dramatic makeup. That actually was my inspiration for today's look. However, I didn't find the makeup, but that would have been what I was looking for. I I can see it. I can see it. Um, <laughs> just like their their colors are like all over the place. All their, over their patterns are like this this um like military type jacket, but it has this crazy striped pattern on it. I'm just like, who dressed you? Yeah, there's stripes. There's reds, there's pinks, there's white, there's blush, there's blue. It's all over the place, and I love it. It's chaotic perfection. It is. It is. What is also chaotic (laughs) perfection is shaky, all made up to be a noble woman. (laughs) Oh, so beautiful. I love it. She looks great, and I love that her costume really, like, makes her look so established but also like very like age appropriate and fitting mm-hmm. to her they that it was a great job it was a wonderful job i also love lady svenska in this scene in the green 
Because it's like, once she finds out who Shaky, like, actually is, she's, like, so jealous and, like, disgusted. And it's like, you're just, like, a little snake. Like, Yeah, Lady Svenska is the snake. The snake Svenska. Um, Elizabeth and I talked about this in the Patreon episode, so you have to listen for a whole conversation. But... Lady Svenska is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> she is beautiful. I love all her costumes. However, I will not stand behind her in her actions no. from this point forward. No. She and she gets what she deserves. She does. I that's one of the only times you ever see me walk away from a favorite character like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what is great though is when <laughs> Catherine freeze the surfs and we just have tatiana like running around her home in her undergarments because she does not know how to dress herself (laughs) it's so good i mean you and i talk about this all the time we love seeing like the process of how people get dressed as like a part of this podcast so when she's just like running around with her cage you're like oh that's some good stuff right there right right I also love Mariel's dress in this episode because Mariel's very, like, very bright, very colorful, like, Dior-inspired gowns. And she has another one when she finds poor Shaky dead in her apartment. And it's like, she's like this bright ray of sunshine. But then they changed the lighting and same dress, same everything. She looks so scary. It becomes very gothic, crimson peak. Like, it, like it changes immediately. You're so right. The lighting is everything. She just walks up. She's like, can I borrow this? The guard's like, sure. Just grabs her gun. It's like, I have some stuff to do. Yeah. She's like, I have revenge. <laughs> and after that, episode seven stapler uh while Catherine tries to put together a science fair interference from peter puts the fair in jeopardy and an unexpected visit from her mother puts Catherine's nerves on end oh i love this episode so good it's so good she starts so simple she's so sad after everything went horribly wrong with freeing the serfs but mariel's there (laughs) just to be like don't worry about it we have all your science people here yeah all your nerds are here i'm obsessed with the idea that and i kind of googled it a little bit but looks like Catherine the great did actually have something to do with the roller coaster in a way which is actually pretty dope I have yeah. not heard of that, but that's cool. I'm not willing to go all the way and say like she invented the roller coaster, but like I saw some Google articles about like how they, I don't know, dabbled in roller coasters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she was a great patron of the sciences, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah. But I love her going around to see all the different entries and the school teachers. It like not Velcro, but Velcro basically dress. <laughs> <laughs> and their answer is like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> that seems yeah. a little too easy access. There. They're like, they're like, this is brilliant. Unforeseen rapes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> they're Yikes. like, this is not the time or place for this. Um, and then I also love the guy who invented half of the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's just like brown fur, just like boring outfit i'm like of course you didn't think this all through yeah all the scientists are dressed like scientists absolutely absolutely (laughs) but then oh my gosh oh my gosh spencer's favorite character steps on the screen (laughs) 
<laughs> How did you know? Because <laughs> you were talking about it yesterday. Jillian yeah. Anderson plays Catherine's mother perfection and her costume when she emerges out of that carriage so good the super large paniers just uh it's everything it is everything it is everything and she's like clearly she raised Catherine with a lot of like joy and love but she's like I am here on a mission because I don't like what you're doing here. I, like, I still don't understand her deal, but I loved her the entire time. <laughs> well, because Catherine overthrowing Peter put one of her other is putting one of her other daughters marriage potential marriage in jeopardy. Yeah, but I was like, was conquering Russia not enough, mom? Like, it's not like she conquered you know, like Pasadena. <laughs> like, it's Russia. <laughs> well, no, she's mad because Catherine was just supposed to, like, stay put and have babies. Oh. And now she's impeding one of her other sisters from doing that. Parents these days, right, everybody? Right. I'm sure all the listeners are nodding their heads. Mm-hmm. My, my parents would actually be very proud if I conquered a country. I'm just Same. saying. Same. Like, yeah. my parents would be like, go, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Catherine's mother is not happy about it, though. And she continues to show her displeasure when she refers to Peter as the emperor wearing this fantastic blue, green, red gown. Ooh, I loved this look. Oh, so good. You could tell she definitely comes from Germany. A little bit of a different influence in her costumes. Um, also, another costume that I loved is Peter's, like, open-chested moments. Like, <laughs> the, his crocheted lace top that was yeah. killer every time he wore it. I was like, do I want a crocheted knit top yes. that's black? Yes, you do. <laughs> With, like, a giant pearl necklace? Mm -hmm. I think I do. Mm -hmm. I really love this this look of her mother's, though, because it's like a little bit of asymmetry with the sleeves where like one has like the beautiful lace overlay and one doesn't. Yeah. And it just kind of like sets it off and makes it like a little bit different. And I'm like, ooh, Catherine's mother changing it up. <laughs> but what I love most in this episode is Catherine's final look with this adorable little jaunty hat. And just, like, the cutest little maternity outfit. It's very cute. It's almost like she's trying to, like, age herself down a little bit because, like, mommy's around, you know? Yeah. And she's trying to, like, put on her best behavior with the cute little proper hat. <laughs> Meanwhile, her mom looks like a full-on, like, evil witch, which I love. Right? <laughs> I also love Mariel. She's just like, this looks science-y, plaid, <laughs> burgundy. I feel like that's, she went into her wardrobe and was like, what looks smart? Right. <laughs> uh, but we have episode eight, five days both Catherine and Peter prepare for the imminent birth of their son while Catherine's Catherine's mother creates discord for her before her untimely departure. This is another great episode. I love it so much. And I love that we got Jason Isaacs in this episode. Yes. Lucius Malfoy is in the house. <laughs> Just in a hole, just chilling. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen Peter look so dirty. 
as he does in these scenes. And then I'm these like, these traditions are wild. Uh, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> but then it's so sad when Bella Mentoff is like, yeah, I felt the same way. And then I had to use them. <laughs> and it's like, ooh. Yikes. Okay, Bella Mentoff. No wonder you want to be at war all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Peter's dad makes a, 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 a debut in one of his, like, I don't know, like a fever dream or something of his. Yeah, he's been digging a hole forever. And Jason Isaacs, <laughs> Lucy Smalfoy shows up in a fever dream. And he's clearly, like, decked out in his royal attire. It's very sophisticated, very established. I loved it. Very the opposite of Peter. Yeah, this is why Peter has issues, because this is what Peter was supposed to be. And this is also what Peter is not. What Peter could never be. Yeah. But I love how, like, taken aback her mother is by just this entire court in general. (laughs) I love when everybody's showing up in her room and she's like, what is happening? I know. When Aunt Elizabeth is just sitting on her bed, like, this is a typical Aunt Elizabeth move. She does this, like, every morning to probably different people. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Catherine's mom is like, what are you doing here? I do not. Yeah. I don't take visitors in my bed. She's like, I'm in my PJs. Let me get changed. (laughs) And then Archie walks in because like her Archie and um, Mariel, they're all like her mother is not good for her. Like her mother needs to leave. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Aunt Elizabeth has this purple gown with this big white like tie thing going on beautiful oh stunning i mean i feel like she wears that whenever she needs to be responsible and elegant aunt elizabeth heard that we have a little game called one costume ruled them all and she's really throwing her entries in in this season she is she (laughs) definitely is as is Catherine's mom (laughs) this little seduction outfit of hers with the black overlay over this amazing like yeah print i was like oh it does it for me it does it for me i'm i love it (laughs) i love that her silhouette is so extreme that every time she walks up to a door it's like it's very subtle humor but you see her like have to turn aside and kind of like push everyone and kind of like inch away in the door that's such subtle excellent comedy i love it so much absolutely and she just has like For the short amount of time she's on this show, she just has all the costumes. This green number, ridiculous. It's extreme, and I love it. The fact that they used her to promo this entire season when she only had two episodes was extremely rude, but I see what the marketing team did there because they brought me in. (laughs) They brought you in, and then they brought you in even more with her death. I was like... Did not see that coming. I could not believe. I was like actually shook for a second just sitting on my bed like what just happened? I right? did not like that. I was like this is this is a lot. This might be too much. <laughs> but Catherine is unaware of her mother's demise in episode 9 Walnut Season. After the birth of P- of Paul, Peter and Catherine struggle to be the parents they want to be while Mariel tries to find a husband and the king and queen of Sweden seek refuge in Catherine's court. <laughs> I didn't understand what they were doing here. I was like, they're seeking refuge. Sounds like something bad happened in Sweden. Yeah, they were overthrown. 
But they played no actual part in the story. They were just there giving commentary. <laughs> yeah. I feel like next season they're gonna they're gonna be a bigger part. I think it was just like, ooh, get them there. Probably. That's a good point. But I love Catherine's back to a very like traditional French silhouette. Um this actually looks very like revolution uh period to me. Yeah. Like it to anybody who read American Girl Dolls, it was giving me really strong Felicity vibes, this teal <laughs> green and pink dress she wears. <laughs> nice. Solid reference that flew over my head. <laughs> and that's what I'm here for, Spencer. <laughs> but everyone is bringing out um their wardrobe in this episode we have georgina's back also giving me felicity vibes in this <laughs> adorable uh white red and blue number everything's getting real french around here everything's getting real french voltaire is being real french <laughs> the ladies of the court are being real french because george is like we gotta read books now but she's just <laughs> being sneaky i um, i don't understand her deal yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I was very confused by her motives after she came back. I was like, okay, you want Peter? You didn't like your life in France? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm confused here. But anyways. <laughs> but anyways, even more confusing is when this little kid is like, I'm going to take your fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And Mariel's like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Mariel marries this eight-year-old kid. Um, this kid, though, has a pretty stellar wardrobe. I mean, he looks fresh to death over here. <laughs> right? Like, so whoever's dressing him knows how to dress him. Yeah. But one of the funniest parts of this episode was when Mariel is interviewing candidates to be her husband. And I love the one guy. She was like, it says you've had six wives before. What happened to them? And he's like, I love clumsy women. <laughs> and I'm like, he says they fell. And <laughs> she was like, they all fell. <laughs> I was like, mm. Ooh. <laughs> That's such a good joke. <laughs> but I also love how the doctor just puts himself out as a candidate. He's like, yep. Um. You know who also was shook, though, in this episode by some unsuspected happenings? Poor Aunt Elizabeth. Yeah, they did not have to do Aunt Elizabeth like this. No. Um, but also, Peter really needs to work on his communication skills. That's what we really need to get to. If he knew this entire time, how long has he had to, like, talk to her gently about this? Right. Right? He knows she's a little crazy. Like, come on. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm guessing that, like, his mother probably murdered him because he was probably the son of Peter's father. Probably. That's what I'm going to guess. But I love Aunt Elizabeth's at-home look. Uh, yeah, she's she looks like she has that almost like we're talking about the middle school kind of like teacher vibe a little bit. Very sophisticated. Yes. Like she's reading books. I don't know if she actually knows how to read, but she has like her book reading costume. Yes, absolutely. Um, but this then brings us to episode 10, Wedding. This episode stressed me the hell out. Yes. Catherine finds out about the death of her mother, needs to try and make peace with the Ottoman Empire. 
all while trying not to be cooed by her estranged husband, Peter. So stressful. And like one of the most wild things about this episode is what Catherine's wearing for a majority of the time. It's like this white gown with like red roses on it. Beautiful. It's beautiful, but I'm trying to still understand what this costume is trying to say. I think it was just kind of like, at this point, she's in a very good place in her life. And it's just like, oh, like, fallen in love with Peter. Everything's going great. And then it's just like a turn for the worse. A turn for the worse when Mariel just blurts out the fact that Peter murdered her mother. Right. And then she's buried in the backyard. Which I'll say, Mariel looks fine in this last episode. Oh my gosh. This wedding gown, I was like, yes, please. (laughs) I'm all about it. (laughs) I love, she's like marrying her like nine-year-old cousin so she doesn't lose her money. But she's like, no, we're having a whole ass wedding. Like, this is going to be a good wedding. I'm going to look good. She's making real baller moves. She's like, I'm getting paid. I have my new man and I'm getting married. So yeah. like, Cause, and we might all get shot and killed during this wedding. So at least we're going to make it nice. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Gotta say her and Gregor's relationship, adorable. I, I'm into it. I like it. Mariel needs to have some conversations with Gregor though. Like, hey, I know you're planning a coup. Maybe don't. Yeah. Because we're a thing now and I'd appreciate if you don't do that. However, they don't really seem to have that conversation, but I love it. I, yeah, it's wonderful. Um, She looks incredible. Who also looks incredible is Catherine in Peter's Nightmare. (laughs) When she's eating the heart, like full on Khaleesi. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this because... A, she's wearing this wonderful wild wig that has like pearls and rhinestones just like encrusted within it. But then she's also wearing her wedding gown. Right. Which I'm like, ooh, Peter, some psychological issues right there. But then also her like makeup and hair is done up where she's giving me like real Corella vibes. Like she has this like almost yes. like kind of motorcycle badass chick vibe look to her that I <laughs> Peter has some real issues he needs to work out. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love that. It's definitely, it's like a badass motorcycle chick encrusted with diamonds. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But she has like bigger issues. She's meeting with the Ottoman emperor and is wearing this very militant looking a uh, red and white jacket opposed to the very dirty looking <laughs> Ottoman emperor in his like furs and like brocade fabrics. Yeah, you could tell he doesn't really change a lot. He just has this like one royal look that he's probably wearing all day long every day. And Catherine's showing up ready to fight. She's wearing white, which makes her very graceful and pure, but she has the contrast of red in it. Where you know that she's really bent on dealing some real vengeance today. (laughs) She is. And the Ottoman Emperor is the one who uh, gets the brunt of it. Yeah. Though I will say I did yelp when he stabbed her hand. I was not emotionally prepared for that. Right? Right? (laughs) I was like, oh. Oh, this is serious. (laughs) Yeah. And like stabbing in the hand. You know how you don't like people crawling on the walls? 
Yeah. I don't like people getting stabbed in the hands. I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I have a phobia of that. Oh my gosh. Can, this is off topic, but one of my best friends, Fanny, mm-hmm. um, who listens to this podcast sometimes, she has a fear of having exposed ankles when she gets into cars because she's afraid of people like slashing at her ankles from underneath her car, which I think is hilarious, but I love this phobia so much. (laughs) Like hands and feet and ankles must be protected at all times. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Oh my gosh. That gave me a flashback to when I, I took, I took ice skating lessons for a little bit as a kid one of the reasons I didn't progress very far is because I was afraid of like falling on the ice and someone going over my hand. <laughs> Elizabeth has a hand phobia. <laughs> and just like cutting off my hand with their ice skate. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like that was a real fear of mine. No, I get you. It's a real phobia. Huzzah. Carry on with the podcast. Huzzah. Uh, we end on Mariel's wedding reception where everyone's dressed to the nines. I love this like this like off white and like rosy golds and pinks like theme she's got going. And I, f- I feel like people followed it, which I appreciate about this court. You give them a theme and they will run with it. Right. They it doesn't matter what the occasion is. They all know that they're getting ready to kill all their friends. However, we will still dress up for the theme because yes. the theme is law around here. And I yes. I respect that about these people. They're like, we will follow your dress code <laughs> and then murder you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm down with it. Uh, and the show ends with some heavy cliffhangers. I get yes. why a lot of these people were arrested but why was her bestie arrested? I don't know. Honestly, I have to watch this episode again because I too was very confused about a lot that happened. I feel like maybe because she kept her mother's death secret. She kept it a secret for a little bit, but she did eventually tell her, which is different yeah. compared to everyone else who's arrested. However, George wasn't arrested. So I'm like, what were your decisions behind these orders? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Also, Catherine. We have to investigate. (laughs) Right. I need season three immediately. Also watching Catherine stab (laughs) Peter's double to death. Well, I should say to death because he gets up and walks away, which is so sad. (laughs) But can you imagine that like oops moment where you turn around and he's right there and you're like um <laughs> and he knows she was 100 percent prepared to stab him to death yeah no she thought she killed you yeah <laughs> she, she thought was you were murdered enough with it <laughs> that's that's crazy it's so crazy but that brings us to the end of season two and it's Ugh. time for our favorite game The one costume to rule them all. Oh my gosh. I love this show so, so much. I'm so ready to play. There's so many costumes to choose from. Right, Spencer? What's your one costume to rule them all? Okay. My pick was Catherine's mom's first initial gown when she gets out of that carriage. Yes. It was just iconic. You instantly knew that this woman is no joke. 
She is here for some serious business, which she's not letting anyone in on. <laughs> like, <laughs> and just Jillian Anderson just kills this role. She kills every role. I'm obsessed with her. She's so great. And just, I loved all of her costumes. They were so exquisite. And that panier shape in the hips, it's extraordinary. But I have to say, Aunt Elizabeth was really gunning for my top choice multiple times. If I really had more time to think on this, Aunt Elizabeth had a really good chance, especially with that one gown she wears, I think at the coronation with the blue frill. Oof, oh, yeah. man, that that was 1.5. <laughs> like, honestly, all the characters were, were really trying to have the one costume to rule them all. Catherine's coronation gown was trying like, well, what's yours? Her, my one costume to rule them all was Mariel's first dress back as a lady yeah. with the pink sash and the pink shoes and the the deep blue gown. I was like, this is how you start to get your revenge. Right. She had all <laughs> her clothes in a U-Haul and she was ready to go the second she got the green light. She was like, I'm going to be the best looking lady in this court. I am the queen's right hand woman. <laughs> Let's get revenge. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Such a great look. She looked great. And I'm hoping that Catherine has like a come to whatever moment and let's Mariel out of jail justice for Mariel. She did what she had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Elizabeth, I can't wait for season three. I'm so glad that we decided to watch this. Neither can I. I'm so excited, but Spencer, what are we watching next week? Okay. Next week. I'm really excited about this film. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but to mm -mm. me, it's just a costume design classic. And it is, we're coming up on June, which is Pride Month, of course. So I want to do a little something fun. We are watching Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which just fills all my drag queen fantasies. It's such a good film, and I know you're going to love it. I'm sure the audience already loves this film, so we're going to have a good time. I cannot wait to watch this. I, I looked it up and saw a couple images, and I'm like, okay. How have I not seen this? I need to see this. <laughs> it's insane and you're going to love it. Well, everybody, watch Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and join us next week. But in the meantime, if you heard what you liked, please give us a little five-star text review on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen. And have a fabulous week. <laughs> I love that you said, I, if you heard what you liked. It doesn't make sense, but it does make sense, and I love it. If you heard what you liked. <laughs> Did I really say that? Yeah, but it was cool. I like it. I heard what you liked, and I liked it. <laughs> okay, I guess we're rolling with that. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Huzzah! Huzzah! I can take this wig off, finally. <laughs> the Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com 
slash podstore. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. the doctor just puts himself out as a candidate he's like yep whoa a huge house cat just walked by my window that was like the biggest cat i've ever seen how big was it big that was a big ass cat you sure it wasn't a lion of some sort (laughs) i'm sure it had very house cat qualities but it was huge (laughs) anyways i've never been interrupted by a cat on this podcast it's usually elizabeth I just saw a big-ass cat.